From the Tulsa world, this is the TU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here is your host, Patrick Prince. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, December 19th edition of the TU Sports Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince and today I'm pleased to be joined by uh, still a Bixby senior, but soon about to be TU signee, Brody Duffel. Brody, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. No, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out. This is obviously a really exciting time in your life, so I I really appreciate you sitting down and kind of letting us pick your brain a little bit. Absolutely, it's uh, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, let's just let's get into it. Why why to you? Ultimately, um, you know, being a being a Bixby boy. Um, it's close to home, but ultimately, whenever I was on campus and right around the other players and coaches, it, it just felt right. It, it felt like home. It felt like a place that, you know, I'm going to get developed extremely well at, and uh, it's the place I want to be. Now, when you say it felt like home, like what what made it feel that way? Honestly, it's kind of hard to explain, but you know how sometimes you're, you're doing something and it just feels right? Like, you know, you're, you're taking a test and uh, you know you got the right answer. Uh, that that's kind of the feeling I got. And, you know, obviously it, it technically is home. I, I grew up 20 minutes from campus, but just the feeling I got inside of me, you know, it it's the place that I know I can be for these, these next four to five years. And who knows next 40 years, maybe even. Sure. Depending uh, on, depending on where I work. When did they, when did TU first come in the picture? So they first came in the picture before this season. Um, they, they had started reaching out to me uh, over the summer and stuff like that. And even toward in the off season last year and, you know, got me out to see some spring practices, um, you know, and get around the team and kind of start seeing stuff. And then uh, they, they really kind of ramped it up, you know, towards the end of spring ball last year. And, uh, and then we've, we've, you know, gone from there. Which coaches have you most spoken to? Uh, coach Stanchek and Coach Wilson. So yes. Coach Stanchek being the offensive line coach, obviously, you know, I've uh, I talk to him. I mean, all the time. He's he's been really great through this whole process. He, uh, I mean, has really made me feel welcomed and answered any question I need or just anything. And then you know, I spent a lot of time with Coach Wilson as well, and um, spent a lot of time this weekend uh, with Coach Fry, their tight ends coach, and a couple of their GAs. So, what was their pitch like? Their biggest pitch was, uh, and this is something Coach Stanchek came up with. I'm not sure if you've seen the show, the Tulsa King with St- uh, Sylvester Stallone in it. But uh, Coach Stanchek kind of, he's been marketing. He's calling me the Tulsa King. And uh, that's been their big their big pitch is, you know, it, it is home. Um, and they've got a couple of big sheet players on the roster and they're recruiting local high school talent, you know, from Oklahoma and Texas. That's been their big pitch is uh, they're going to build this thing from the ground up. Yeah, and we've – you know, we've talked about this before on this podcast and also Barry Lewis and I have talked about it on the high school podcast. Uh, it's kind of nice to see. It, it, I mean, even I imagine from your perspective, it's nice to see this staff putting the emphasis on local talent that they are. Absolutely, it is. You know, and with the old staff, you know, they're not a knock on them by any means, but, you know, I hadn't heard anything from them. And, you know, my sophomore and even junior year throughout the season, I've been hearing stuff from Oklahoma State, OU, the other in-state schools, but I hadn't heard anything from Tulsa until the new staff came along and 
I mean, pretty, pretty soon after they did is whenever I started hearing from them, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Brody, give me some insight into the ultimately into your decision. Was it TU all the way? Or did they kind of were they maybe in the back of the pack and then they sort of became a front runner? Or was it close be, between TU and another school? Just kind of give me some insight into your decision to get to TU. So once I'd gotten offered by Tulsa, um, they automatically jumped into into for sure the top three. But I mean, pretty they they secured a spot within the top three automatically. You know, I'd been wanting a in-state school, um, but for a while it had been you know kind of a three-way tie with no with no lead between Tulsa, Memphis, and Vegas, uh, UNLV. Um, you know, I had officialed out in Vegas over the summer and then officialed to Memphis uh, two weeks ago now. But uh, they they were in that top three, you know. There wasn't a school kind of leading by any means. Um, whenever I had honestly, I made my decision picking between Memphis and Tulsa. I narrowed it down to two, um, and and Tulsa came out on top. But they've always been a front runner. So when considering between TU and Memphis, was it ultimately the fact that TU is home, or were there other factors? Well, there. I mean, there's a lot of factors that went into into both both schools. I mean, both are great great schools, great programs. Um, but ultimately, you know, being able to stay home, being able to have my parents see every game, or being able to come home for a family dinner on a weekend where I may have an early practice or I may have a day off. You know, getting to see my little brother's games, my sister's track meet, stuff like that was really big to me. I'm a, I'm a very big family guy, and not to say that you know I wouldn't thrive or do well if I moved away, but. <clears throat> the longer I can stay close, you know, and spend more quality time with them is, is good for me. Um, and ultimately, I mean, the coaching staff here at Tulsa is, has been nothing short of exceptional. I mean, coach Stanchek has been my favorite coach throughout this, this process. And he's, he's been great. And it's been a, but that's the biggest thing is it is home. What's it like to call Memphis and tell them you're not coming? It was, you know, Throughout this whole process, uh, I took, I like to think, a, a mature approach on it all. And, you know, whenever I found out that – whenever I decided I was going to kind of uh, make my decision on Sunday night, I sat down with my family and made a pros and cons list on paper, wrote down my pros and cons of all the schools. And, um, but whenever I had kind of decided that I was going to be doing that, I let all three schools know, uh, Vegas, Memphis, and Tulsa, that, you know, that Sunday night I'll be making my decision. And the same night I'll be calling all three of you and – I'll be telling two of you, you know, unfortunately I won't be going. And one of you that I will be, um, I mean, the way it is, is at the end of the day, it's a business, uh, you know, it's a crazy business, but it is a business. And I was going to handle it like a man. So I called up and they were very understanding and, you know, they didn't get angry or, or degrade or anything like that. They were very understanding and, you know, still said that they were happy they recruited me. And if I ever needed anything, let them know. So that, that was really good to hear. And, now, because it, it wasn't an easy phone call, because those the schools they're giving me, I mean, an incredible opportunity anywhere, and uh, they recruited me. So it, it wasn't an easy phone call, but uh, I wanted to handle it like a man and tell them myself. Yeah, absolutely. Did anybody else was anybody else instrumental in helping you with this this, this decision? Coaches, parents, friends. Absolutely. Uh, the biggest thing is I am extremely fortunate um, to have the support system I do. My family and my parents, they, uh, and that was a big thing I was really happy about is my parents 
obviously they voiced their opinions and concerns, but they never tried to influence me anyway. They they were always listening to me and hearing what I had to say and kind of implementing from that. Um, my older brother, he was a big influence in this. He um, So he's moved off. He lives in uh, Edmond now, but I still talk to him all the time. And he was somebody I could go to that was completely impartial. You know, from the get-go, he told me, I don't care if you're at Tulsa or in Eastern Michigan. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be at the games. He goes, it's your decision. You need to do what's best for you. So he was a great person to talk to. And and I also have a great coaching staff here at Bixby. I mean, I texted with my O-line coach and Coach Birch and called him. I mean, I called him and he was one of the first people, besides my parents, he was the first person to know where I decided to because I called him and kind of bounced some ideas off of him. And he goes, from hearing you talk, I think you know exactly where you want to go. So he was huge in this process as well as Coach Montgomery. You know, I, I always felt I could freely go up and ask them questions or talk to them by any means, and they uh, they were very supportive. Have Did you speak with any of the current TU players with local ties? There's quite a few of them. Yes, sir, I did. So on my official visit, um, my hosts were Kirk Francis and Bennett Ringwood. Uh, I, I've known Bennett for a while, obviously him playing at Union and being a year older than me. We uh, – we didn't, unfortunately, didn't get to play against each other, uh, but we we kind of knew each other just through from football. Um, so I talked to them and, you know, kind of got their honest opinions and they had nothing but great things to say. And also, I mean, having Braylon there, somebody I got to block for my sophomore year, uh, who I, I got real close with. It was cool to hang out and see him again. Um, I asked, I talked to him as well. And, you know, like I said, always had great things to say. And that, that was a big help is being able to get honest opinions now were great opinions. What kind of things did Braylon say? He uh, So he talked about, you know, um, just transferring in. He's at Oklahoma State, but he transferred in, and uh, he immediately said that he, he felt welcome. You know, he was happy to be there. And really, he talked a lot about the team chemistry and how everybody's working hard and everybody, you know, wants to make the team better instead of trying to play selfishly. Uh, that was a big thing he said, and that spoke to me a lot. Obviously, it was nice to catch up with him as well. I mean, I don't get to see him a ton anymore, but, I mean, he he's an incredible player. What about Kirk Francis? What did he have to offer? He So, he obviously has an interesting take. Uh, I mean, he, he walked on and then mm-hmm. uh, was able to, I mean, absolutely ball out in the last few games of the season. He came in and he's earned himself a scholarship now. So, he had a glowing review of Tulsa, obviously, you know, coming from a, from a walk-on into a – getting a scholarship, but he uh, he provided, you know, kind of a different point of view as a quarterback and, you know, trying to help recruit offensive linemen. And uh, he, he had nothing but good things to say. It was great to talk to him. Now, Brody, I was reading, uh, just kind of doing a little research on you and and read some interesting things. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but you – after the 2002 season, you had little to no recruiting interest. Yes? Am I right about that? Yes, sir. So after my, my sophomore year, um, I had been hit up by some schools. And my first visit, I believe, was actually out to Arkansas. Um, but the biggest thing that hurt me is I was severely underweight. I, I came out of my sophomore season weighing 220 if I was lucky. Um, but you so did start, though, right? Thing. Yes, sir. I started okay, so, as a sophomore. Okay. So starting sophomore, 220. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're all good. Yeah, started as a sophomore uh, at 215, 220. Uh, if I was lucky, I mean, potentially even lower towards the end of the season. Um, and then, you know, I, I had to fight. Uh, it was a dog fight all year, but 
you know, I, I made it work. And then after my sophomore year, I, I started getting some attention. I went out to some camps and a few unofficial visits, uh, stuff like that, but hadn't picked up any offers yet. It kind of just been told the same thing from everyone to gain weight and we'll see how you are next year. Then coming into my junior year, uh, I did real well in the offseason. I got up to about 245. Um, and then spring ball hit <clears throat> in the summer, and I ended up getting sick. And, you know, spring ball, it, it's brutal on you. Uh, and I dropped down a little bit, but put it back on before the season. And I ended the season at 220 or 225, I believe, my oh, junior wow. year. So, so you went back down that far. I went back down that far. I, I don't know what had happened, but I just could not keep the weight on for whatever reason. Uh, obviously started again junior year, but you know, I just couldn't couldn't keep the weight on. Um, but after my junior year, you know, I was I put on a little bit of weight. I was back up to uh, 235, 240, you know, kind of pretty soon after. And uh, in January, you know, my phone phone rang and Coach Bias out at UNLV, you know, gave me my first offer and then it, it took off from there. But throughout junior year and before the season I had gone to multiple camps and some more visits and ultimately was told the same thing I just got to gain weight but coach Bias gave me that first opportunity and then it the world was mine from there and this past off season I pushed from 225 to I played at one point in the season I was over I weighed about 272 I'm down a little bit right now at about 265 but I, I'll push back up so I completely transformed my body this off season and it uh it was hard work but it, it paid off so I'm, that's fascinating. How did you do that? Because obviously you want to add good weight, muscle weight, you know, you're and you're obviously still very active and you're running and you're burning calories. How do you, how do you add that much weight in such a short period of time? So one of the biggest things is, as you said, you know, I wanted to be good weight and that's what I really, you know, pride myself on. Um, one big thing that hurt me sophomore year is I was still playing lacrosse as well, but I ended up stopping that junior year to uh, focus on football, gaining weight. And um, so that off season, all I was doing was off season football and lifting. Well, you know, I felt that obviously our lifting at the school was absolutely incredible, but I wanted to put more work in. So I got a gym membership at a local gym here in Bixby. And in the evenings I would hit my second workout of the day. So that was kind of my way of ensuring that I wasn't going to put on too much fat and put on good muscle. And my, I, I saw tremendous strength improvements uh, from that. But as far as the actual gaining portion, uh, it was absolutely brutal. Um, I'm going to be honest. I would wake up and immediately drink just protein shake, just something. And then I'd get ready for school, you know, shower, uh, brush my teeth, all that. And then on my way to school, I would eat breakfast. And I had a big Carhartt lunchbox. I mean, like when you see a blue collar worker bring into a job site that he has like a three course meal in. And I stuffed the top part full of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And my bottom part, I meal prepped and brought whole meals for lunch. So after every class, I would have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And at lunch, I would eat an entire meal. And then after weightlifting, I would have yet again another peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a protein shake before I uh, went to off-season football. And then, you know, getting home, I immediately ate a meal, um, had, you know, some snacks and then would eat dinner, go to the gym, come home and eat another meal. So I was eating five to six meals a day uh, on top of uh, countless sandwiches and protein shakes just to, cause I had to go into quite the calorie surplus. Um, mm -hmm. and it worked, it worked, it was brutal for at the start, but eventually, you know, you get used to it. So after the first couple of weeks, you know, it wasn't too bad. But I had to eat until you know, I didn't want to eat anymore.
So do you know how many calories you were consuming a day? Oh goodness. I, um, we never really truly tracked it. And I wish we did because looking back now, it would have been crazy to see. Uh, I would say it was in the five to 6,000 range. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause my lunches alone in a, in a tub of where, or my mom had helped me. She was a huge help and she's a great cook and she helped me out a lot, um, which I'm very fortunate about because I don't think I could have done it alone. Um, she ensured that it, the, the Tupperware bowl alone was over a thousand calories. Oh, wow. Uh, for, yeah. And then I, a big thing I did is I, I, uh, got some mass gainer shakes or pro gain. Um, and one shake of the, like one shake is close to a thousand calories. So that was a really good way to supplement and get some quick calories as well as almost a hundred grams of protein. The most sandwiches you had in one day. Oh goodness. 10? Probably a day. Uh, maybe close to that. Uh, let's see. I had a minimum of three to four at school after my classes. Um, and I think there's probably some days where I had just peanut butter and jellies for lunch as well. I would say probably seven to 10, somewhere around that range. I don't remember an exact number, but it, uh, it was something close to that. Now. So are you still doing that? So I, I, I'm not doing as hard as I was because uh, I'm not having to transform that much. Now I'm, I'm still eating, I mean, a lot. I'm not having to do – my schedule also changed. I'm a senior this year, and I have kind of the, the dream schedule. I don't have to go to school until almost 1, 1 p.m. every day. I take some online college classes in the morning. But I'm able to uh, eat more at the house. So instead of having to pack a lot of sandwiches and stuff like that, I have more full meals at the house, which has been a big thing. and. You know, this offseason, I'll still be – I'm going to hit it hard again and see what I can put on, healthy weight. Now, are you uh, are you going to be an early enrollee at TU? No, sir. No, okay. Sir. So, I had thought about early enrolling, um, but ultimately, you know, I wanted to experience my full high school, sure. uh, my senior year, you know, go to prom, graduate, and be able to hang out with my friends and stuff. Um, not that I didn't want to early enroll and it, it'd be a great opportunity, but you know, I just wanted to live, live life. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you're about 265 now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll what push is, to probably 275 before I go to college. If uh, that was, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. Like what, uh, when you head when you head to TU, what, what, where would you like to be? I would like to be between 275 and 285, somewhere along that, um, you know, this off season, I'm going to throw disc at track and a little bit of shot put. Uh, but I'm also going to continue on with, you know, training, you know, perfecting my craft. It, it never, you can never rest. Um, but the biggest thing is I'm going to put on that good weight and see just how strong I can get. My goal is this offseason to see how big and strong I can get while still maintaining my athleticism. Uh, so I'll still be running and stuff this offseason. So what was that sophomore year like? You're playing at, you know, a big time school like Bixby you're a sophomore starter and you're only 220. Like how, it, um, how, did, how did that go? So the biggest thing uh, was I had to be a technician. Obviously, you know, even at 220, uh, we were in a pretty good strength program and I was the weakest on the O-line. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I was on the O-line full of seniors, um, but it really helped. You know, I that senior class truly, I, I credit a lot of my success to them. They, um, they really helped me grow and develop 
that year. And my left guard, you know, he was a big time. He was big dude. He was a typical guard. He was strong. He could hit. Um, but the biggest thing that helped me is uh, I had to be a technician. I, I mean, always was grinding and trying to perfect and hone my craft in because I knew that I would have to beat these guys who were physically more, uh, you know, advanced than I was at the time by my foot fire, by my hand placement, how I was going to set them, um, how I was, I mean, just how I was going to block them in general. Uh, but the biggest thing is, you know, I was able to outsmart them and out, I'll do them with my technique. Sure. Now, <laughs> as you not only got older and got more mature and you put some of those, some of that weight on that we're talking about, did your game change at all? Did your approach have to change at all? It, it absolutely changed. Um, I still prided myself on, uh, you know, being, having the best technique on the field and being the smartest one. I mean, I was in a, I was gonna have better technique. I was gonna be faster, uh, and more violent, you know, that, that was a big thing is adding the mass and the strength. Um, you know, I was able to not have to get away with, you know, just out working with my technique. I was able to kind of rely a little bit on, on brute force. So that was a absolutely crazy combo this year. It was pretty fun getting, I mean, not to brag on myself by any means, but it, it was fun to be able to kind of manhandle a little more, uh, having some more mass and strength behind the technique. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do do you plan to try to play right away when you get to Tulsa? Sometimes playing early at offensive line can be a little little difficult. Do you would you like to move right in and play, or do you maybe look at a retro ear, or or, or, uh, or are you even thinking about that right now? Honestly, uh, the biggest thing to me is you know because eventually every little kid you know he dreams of going to play college football or something like that. And, well, I kind of made that dream come true for myself, and now I'm setting my sights even on the next level. I mean, that's just always how I am. I'm always looking for a way to get better in a way to improve. So I want to play as early as I can. Uh, you know, obviously my development this off season is going to have a big play into that. And this summer, once I get on campus at Tulsa, but I mean, if I can, if I can get in um, and start or play early on, I absolutely want to, you know, and if I'm not ready yet and I'll know that in my heart and, pretty early on you know once the season starts going i'll absolutely red shirt and you know develop more but i think the goal is, is to play as early as possible and get as much time on the field and film out as i can i should ask you this earlier when we were talking about uh the recruiting process and you you have like like what 15 or so offers you've got a lot of offers and and several from the ivy league yes yes sir what what was the recruiting process like for you because this is this is your the biggest decision that you've made in your life so far. And I'm, you know, it's probably very flattering to have these coaches call you and woo you and, you know, talk to your parents, all, all the things that they do. What's this process like? Is it stressful? Is it fun? Uh, is it all those things? It's uh it's a little bit of everything. You know, I've been extremely blessed. The man the man above is absolutely looking out for me and he he, you know, put that college football was in my plans. Um I picked up 18 offers, my final one being from Oregon State. And at first, you know, I it was it was crazy, um, you know, because like I said, that first one I picked up was UNLV, and then it, it the floodgates opened from there. You know, I picked up uh, a good amount of offers quickly on um, from then. But it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it is something that a whole lot of people don't get to experience, and I'm extremely grateful that I did. 
Uh, it's so much fun, but it is incredibly stressful. I mean, there were some nights that I would be trying to sit down and eat dinner with my family and my phone would start blowing up from coaches trying to call and check in. And obviously that's, you know, if that's my worst problem in life and I'm in a really great place, but there was times where it, it was a lot. And honestly, once I finally committed, and, you know, decided where I, I truly wanted to be and, uh, it was a huge weight lift off my shoulders. It, uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, you know, if I could go back, I would absolutely do it again. Um, at times, it, it, it is a lot, and sometimes, you know, you just kind of want to have a, a normal high school experience by some, you know, something like that. But it, uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was, it was stressful at times, but it was a great time. It was really awesome. Did you learn anything about yourself during this process? Absolutely. Uh, honestly, the biggest thing that I learned is. Um, you know, a lot of times, because this whole process is about coaches and players selling you to come to their program. Uh, the biggest thing I learned about myself is uh, <clears throat> I'm a really big people person because there's a lot of schools that have a lot of materialistic things. But the biggest thing to me is is relationships and how that's built because you can have a $300 million facility, but it's about what you do inside of that facility that matters. Um, the biggest thing to me was obviously, you know, building those relationships and stuff like that. But that was the biggest thing I learned about myself is, uh, is I'm a really big relationship person. What What's the secret to Bixby's enormous success? <laughs> Honestly, the biggest thing about, about Bixby and the way we've been able to continuously roll all these years is we're consistent. Uh, that I mean, we have our core values of, uh, we call it DISC. It's discipline, integrity, selflessness, and consistency. And every year, uh, our um, leadership council, uh, we come up with a, a fifth core value that's specific to that team. So this year, our core value was relentless, which honestly played a huge part into the, the team that we had this year. Um, but the biggest thing is our consistency. I mean, we lift year-round. And it's not just lifting. It's striving to get better every single day, even in season. Uh, I mean, we – we want to get stronger in season. It just because you're playing doesn't mean you can't get stronger and you take kind of a load off. Obviously it's dialed back some because, you know, your body's pretty banged up. Football's a, a brutal sport, but that is the biggest thing is everyone's bought in. Everyone's consistent with the way they train, the way they eat, the way they sleep. Uh, and everyone's bought in and the coaches, I mean, I may be biased, but you know, we have the best coaching staff in the state. And I think the, the record has proved that they, uh, they know exactly how to coach each and every player individually um, and bring them together as a team, which really helps. And I mean, they're incredibly smart. I mean, some of the stuff that they, our offensive coordinator and defense coordinator come up with is absolutely insane. So that that's the biggest thing is, you know, everyone buys in from a young age and everyone's consistent with the way they train. And uh, that's the biggest thing. How do you get that level of buy-in top to bottom? I mean, because I mean, because the high school football team, it, I mean, like any football team, has a lot of personalities. You got seniors, and you know, underclassmen. You know, how do you get the the buy-in that you're talking about, top to bottom? Which obviously you do. You know, you, you the the results speak for themselves. But how do you get that? Honestly, uh, the biggest thing is, um, you know, as once you get to the varsity level, uh, every player is assigned to youth team. So as a youth player, you know, growing up in the program, even if you didn't grow up in the program, you come in, but uh, growing up in the program, being able to see these high school players come out and 
help coach and teach you, you know, kind of the high school stuff that we, we know. Uh, that's a huge thing, you know, and honestly, the, the atmosphere that our community puts out, you know, the full support of Big Chief Spartan football is another huge thing. It, it entices everyone to want to be a part of it, even if you're playing or, or cheering from the stands. But the biggest thing is, you know, obviously growing up through the program or even if you move into the program, everyone's welcome. I mean, there's there's no one that's ever going to be turned away. Uh, I mean, we we all come in and we're like a family. We're one big family. And obviously, you have your seniors and your sophomores. That, that's a big physical but also mental, you know, uh, difference. But the biggest thing is everybody's there for each other. Everybody's supporting each other. And that's how everybody buys in is is one big family. Everybody's there for each other. And I bet, too, now, Brody, now – you don't want to be the class that doesn't win a title, right? I mean, on Absolutely. one hand, on one hand, you're like, you know, how many in a row can you win? But now at this point, every class doesn't want to be the one that where the streak is broken, right? Absolutely. So that was uh, honestly that had a big factor into into our fifth core value this year, relentless. Um, we so before the season, you know, the senior class, we decided we were going to be obviously we're the leaders of the team at this point, but, uh, you know, we, we said we are going to be the baddest man on the field. We're going to physically impose our will on the other team and everybody, nobody likes to lose, but we, um, we really didn't want to be that first class in almost 10 years that, that lost. So we, uh, you know, we're very, very fortunate to have the season we did and, uh, finish with the sixth straight title, but that is a big thing is no, nobody wants to be that first team, the first team to lose. And that's, it's kind of an ongoing joke that we have. You know, I heard it my sophomore junior year from the seniors that had been after we had won. That's what they told me. They said, don't be the class to lose. So, you know, that's kind of an ongoing joke we have. And, uh, but the biggest thing is like with the success we have, it's really easy to be become arrogant or, or cocky by or anything like that. Uh, but everybody on the team, we all, we all, try our hardest to stay humble and it's hard at times sometimes you know there's there's a difference between being cocky and arrogant and being proud of yourself and I think we we know that so that's the biggest thing is you know you can't get too ahead of yourself you can't expect to win winning is not easy it's a year-long process for one game every single game everything you do for that whole year is pouring into that one moment so that, that's the biggest thing is, you know, you can't get ahead of yourself and you can't expect to win. You have to grind and work to win. What time do you plan to send your paperwork in tomorrow? Uh, I believe it opens up at 7 a.m. It's a, it's an electronic sign. Um, so I'll probably – I'll sign it whenever I wake up, um, but probably pretty early. And then at 3 p.m. at Home of the Spartans, I'll be uh, – I'll have a signing ceremony and stuff like that. So it's all electronically, but I'll print it out and sign a physical copy as well. Just, just to have something to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey Brody, I tell you what, let's, let's end it there. Really appreciate your time uh, and sharing your story with us. Congratulations. And uh, tomorrow's going to be a fun day, man. I hope, I hope you enjoy it, you know, all day long. And I hope it's, I know it'll be a memorable day. So congratulations. uh, We'll, we'll talk to you down the road. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me.